When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast. It's Neil and Paddy back again. We've had a, I'm going to say, we've had an extended break, Paddy. It's been quite a while since it's been four or five days since we've uh, since we've uh, turned on the podcasting mics and come yeah. down people's ear holes at them. Uh, it's been a long time since we've had a five-day five, five day break, but we have, and we're back, we're refreshed and revitalised again, and we're back here today to talk about Leicester and uh, Villa coming up the weekend. Um I suppose the big, huge, massive news first, Paddy, is about the time change. Just really goes to show that the Premier League, like the Premier League are, are now, like, they, they understand the athletes. They understand the demands that these that are put on these athletes, uh, you know, in European competition. And it, I'm delighted to see them changing the times so that athletes can have proper rest and proper recuperation. And uh, as we can see, Paddy, and that, that this, this, Unbelievably forward-thinking time change that we've seen for this game on on, on Sunday. Uh, what was the time change again? So the original kickoff was at two p.m. It's now at five past two. <laughs> and I well no done, idea Premier why. League. Well done, Premier League. <laughs> finally, to, finally put in the footballers before money and before the TV. Pro, the TVs. That's what I say. Well done. I applaud the Premier League. You know that five minutes. It, it might be the difference between winning and losing for Aston Villa. You know, it might give Leicester that, that bit of time to, to recover and recuperate. But uh, finally, the Premier League are putting the players first above the money and above uh, everything else, the capitalistic side of the game. So I do applaud them. Um, but obviously, all sarcasm aside, like, why even, why not just start it five minutes late and say nothing? Like, why announce it? 
It's pretty it'll be mental. Five, it'll be five minutes late on our stream anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. For anybody who has uh, who has uh, access to, to, to maybe the, the streaming situations that sometimes we might have is uh, it'll, yeah, it'll be quarter past two before the match kicks off on our, <laughs> on our stream. But uh, yeah, what a farcical situation to be honest with you, making an announcement of a five minute change um, all just because the TV, the, the TV companies. Um, but look, this is the world we live in. Look, I suppose that five minutes might, might be, might mean something to somebody just doesn't mean anything to me. Unfortunately, five minutes um, extra in bed on Sunday. Why do you plan on getting up? <laughs> do you plan on getting up just at five past two? Five Paddy? to two, yeah. Watch that, <laughs> Paddy. Paddy, the ke- a kept man, an absolute kept man. There, you know, to stay in bed. Um, but day rest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. An absolute day rest. I need it. I got bags under my eyes after this week. It's been a been one of those weeks. Um, I feel like I've put on about two and a half stone. And and slept about three hours this week, but uh, rest assured, I've had way more than three hours sleep. Oh, this I've week. had a great week. Fantastic, yeah. uh, regalus, regalus I, of your I, great week. I took I took a complete uh, break from uh, screen time and took a holiday from social media for a few days, and I feel much better for it. You missed it. You missed out massively, Paddy. You missed out massively. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's all I can say. Uh, I actually got a new phone in complete, like this, we've barely spoken about Aston Villa here. We've made fun of a five minute time change. We've spoken about the bags under my eyes. And now I'm going to tell you all that I got a new phone during the week. Um, and uh, my screen time has probably increased. But uh, I must <laughs> say that I have, uh, I've come into the 21st century, um, even working for a big technological multinational company, I've come into the 21st century and I've decided to to uh, shed myself of my um, of my trusty old phone that's maybe about seven years of age and uh, and get something that's a small bit uh, newer. Um, and I did it kind of out of in, in a fit of temper one night. I just decided to buy one, and uh, I don't regret it. I don't regret it. So it's a good news story. The news is full full of bad news stories at the moment. That's a good news story for everybody. That I've got a I've got a new phone. Um, <laughs> it recognizes my face, Paddy. It turns on with my face. Yeah. Uh, and there was me, my mother, my mother, and my grandmother telling me my face would never open any doors for me. <laughs> How long wrong you opens are. a phone. No, it even, <laughs> no, even opens my phone exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I I I uh, we we've definitely taken a tangent. That's probably one of the earlier tangents we've ever taken in the podcast. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's nine thirteen on Thursday, the eighteenth of February. We've gotten over Valentine's Day since we spoke to you last. We've gotten over Pancake Tuesday since we've spoken to you last. Uh, I had an absolute raft of pancakes as well. Maybe that's why. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably where the, the two stone this week and uh, and the bags under my eyes have come from is from the uh, the gluten intolerance that I just completely <laughs> threw to one side uh, when I was shoveling pancakes into my face. But as I say, we're on Thursday, the 18th of February at the moment. We've also got through our first ever Ash Wednesday with nobody in Ireland getting ashes <laughs> because of COVID. <laughs> yeah. That's, there you go. I, never I forgot all about Ash Wednesday. My mother, my, if my mother is listening to this podcast, she's going to murder me. Um, but I then again, I couldn't, yesterday. I couldn't get it. Yeah. Well, I actually did, but I completely forgot it was Ash Wednesday. Whoops. There you go. Um, There's a whole group of people listening to this going, what are yeah, they talking about? Yeah. Uh, they're still on the whiskey from last Saturday, from last, uh, last Saturday night. Um, 
anyway, to matters to matters more pressing, Leicester Aston Villa. Uh, Leicester have just uh, played out a nil all draw in um in the Sinobo Stadium against Slavia Prague. And uh I suppose really it look, look to be honest with you, Paddy, I thought that they were gonna throw out maybe I thought they were gonna they might have gone there with a nil all draw and thrown out maybe a, a B team, not so much B team, but made a lot of changes. But they went there with all their horses and mm-hmm. uh you know I, I, it's they they they've, they played a hard ninety minutes. They did. Um, it was a decent enough game actually. It was end to end. It was tough. Um, it was. I didn't really want to watch it to be honest. But given that we're playing them on Sunday, I, I tuned in at five to six and had a look. Um, a lot of positives to take from our point of view. I, there's going to be a lot of tired legs coming off that pitch mm-hmm. in uh, in Prague. Um, Jamie Vardy came off early looked like he completely run out of puff um, so that, that can only be good for us I suppose mm-hmm. having said that if he is run out of puff Ian Acho will come on and do the damage as he always seems to do against us so him yeah I nearly hoped we'd sign him at the, during the summer when there was talks with a swirling just so he couldn't score against us um, <laughs> yeah but look they, I didn't see an awful lot of it but when I saw that um I saw the team that they put out. I kind of went, "Ooh, this is uh, this is interesting." But uh, as we know ourselves, how many teams during, coming down the stretch over Christmas and after Christmas would have seen us put out the same team week after week after week, and maybe a two days, three days notice, and still come out with results. So we, yeah. of all teams, know that uh, just just playing the same team or maybe maybe lack of rest with these finely tuned athletes may not be. Uh, precursor of absolutely anything at all. I think probably the biggest piece was Ricardo Pereira was rested. Um, I suppose in light of <clears throat> James Justin, was it? James Justin being injured and out for the rest yeah. of the season, having a fantastic season, oh, having a fantastic season. And, uh, um, you know, he's out now for the rest of the season. Uh, Daniel Amartey is uh, deputizing for him at, um, at right back, has done. Yeah done for the last two games and Luke Thomas got the start at left back today in the state of um, Ricardo Pereira uh, apart from that they played all their full team yeah no it was it was, uh, it was about as bright as you could get you know but the, the, the Slavia Prague really put it up to them and um, uh, just a side note James Madison went off with about 25 minutes to go and he was in nasty enough um, challenge a guy coming in to tackle with him slipped and ended up shouldering him into the ribs so I don't know if there's any damage there or if there's a couple of ribs broken but maybe that's just me clutching at straws and hoping that he's not available for the weekend. Look we're going to have but no matter what they put out you know they're missing a load of players um, Jose Perez is out Dennis Pratt, James Justin uh, Castagna um Wes Morgan and Wesley Fofana gone for yeah. the gone for the foreseeable. So um I'm glad it's not us that had that amount of injuries because we struggled to cope with half a team out. But you know, they seem to have a good enough uh, backup there to come in. Um the mainstay is still there. Evans and Didi Tielemans, Vardy and Madison. Um, so, Barnes so, is having a uh, that, so I don't choose how you pronounce his name. I know that's why you didn't go about mentioning him. <laughs> yeah, kind of overlooked him. <laughs> oh, no, I can I can pronounce his name. I, I just uh, I 
he's actually he played very well tonight, but he's not yeah. someone who I would have a lot of confidence in if I was a Leicester fan. So uh, I think he's he's prone to an, an error, and hopefully he'll have a couple of them on Sunday and and gift us one or two goals so we can uh, steal a few points there. <laughs> I think uh, I think looking at their team, look, you know, when you look at the epitome of settled teams, and uh, I think it's maybe something I've been crying out for for a while is, uh, and we've got it this year. You know, we, we we have a settled team in Aston Villa this year, which is uh, which is good. It's good, but can always be improved. Um, I think the the epitome of a settled team is is Leicester, really. You know, having been settled up the middle, I suppose is probably a more a truer statement to make. You've got Sianchu Evans, Casper Schmeichel, that that <coughs> defensive kind of uh, unit at the back there. Yes. As we've mentioned, both of their right, the, their their fullbacks in Castagne and um, uh, and uh, James Justin. I can never remember his name. I always know you call him Justin James. James Justin, um, are are out. Uh, you know that's that's not the kind of like they're they're heavily predicated on on um on that kind of free flowing, uh, counter attacking. Um, uh, but also I suppose they, they can play two t- two. Two sets of kind of 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 um of tactics, shall I say? You've got obviously Brendan Rodgers was was ticky tacky before it became, I suppose, really fashionable. You know, Liverpool's sides played an awful lot of passes. Obviously, they didn't play pa- they didn't play uh, it to to um, to to kind of the elite level that uh, that was probably needed. But he's gotten this this uh, Leicester team humming, and they're one of the more formed teams in the Premier League at the moment. Um, it will be really interesting to see what the last of James Justin and if uh, Ricardo Pereira doesn't make the weekend, but I do think he will make it. You know, that's going to be an interesting matchup. Um, indeed, Ian Tielemans in, in there in, in the centre, they're, they're formidable. Tielemans can can really spot a pass and look, indeed he does his job. He's, he's in there to break stuff up and he's a big rangy guy who can, uh, who can get around and I'm sure is going to be tasked with uh, doubling up on um, on whatever side, uh, probably ju- doubling up on Jack. I would imagine, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's if Jack doesn't play through the center, and if we don't see his price sprung. But for me, you mentioned Madison. I'm <clears throat> look. James Madison is a fantastic player, but for me, um, I think what ties into this game is really going to be the form, uh, the pace of Harvey Barnes. Um, somebody who's just come to life this year. Uh, last year, I, I said that he was a bit of a endeavor guy. He was a guy that would uh, run, 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 and little to no uh, end product. Uh, this year, he's found his end product, and he's just been fantastic. And yeah. He's going to be tacking down a right-hand side, whereby we're missing Matty Cash. Um, and all signs point to Ahmed Al-Mahamedi coming in there. Um, what do you, what, what's your views on that, Paddy? Obvious weakness for Aston Villa? Um, I don't know if he's an, an obvious. He, he never he never lets us down when he comes in. I, I've I've most confidence in him. Um, I, I had a feeling you'd bring up Harvey Barnes. He scored eight, eight goals in twenty three games. It's it's good going from the position he's been in. Um, he he chips in very well this season. It's it's definitely the best season I can remember him having. Um, he is going to cause us trouble. He'll push back Elmo a little bit deeper, but look. What can we do? We'll just have to counteract that in some way um, and give him a bit of a dig out. So for that reason, I think the main question is who plays on the right side of, up, up top. So in light of the fact that it's Elmo, I'm tempted to say that it'll be Trezeguet that starts there at the weekend. Uh, could be wrong. Just my feeling on it for the defensive qualities that he offers and, and 
the work rate that he puts in, uh, both attacking and defensively, I think he'll be the man who starts. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Um, if you let's just say you start somebody like Trezeguet, or not somebody like Trezeguet, let's just say you start Trezeguet because why you start somebody like him when you can bloody start him himself? Um, <laughs> uh, do you uh, look the elephant in the room here? Is is Barkley going to start inside him as well? Because since he's come back, we haven't really seen that endeavor. Like like this, we're going to need to we're going to need to be very industrious against this Leicester team. Look, yeah. men out, men out uh, doesn't really make any difference. You talk about system teams, you talk about settled up the middle. This team is settled up the middle. They can bring people in and they can bring people out. Uh, what you know is you're going to get Hustle and, Hass and, and, and Harry from this team and, and we're going to need it. Uh, I'm, I'm not 100% convinced that that Morgan Sanson is going to be the man to, to, no. to, to, to drop in against this team, especially someone like Ndidi. Um, but I also don't want to bring Jackie in off the wing in this game. I don't want to bring him in to, like, I prefer to have him going at Amarty, uh, Amarty because he's not, a, Amarty isn't a natural uh, right back. He's a, you know, he's a, he's, he's a defensive midfielder, essentially, you know, playing as a right back. Mm. Um, and and I, I don't want to bring Jack in off the wing if I can at all help it. And that leads me to saying, well, if you don't bring him in off the wing, you don't start Morgan Sanson, what do you do? Do you start Ross Barkley? Or do we just go completely different and start Nakamba and Douglas Luiz and then let well, McGinn play, play further forward? Yeah. I'm not, I, I, I don't know about that either. And I've got this, mm. you know. Well, I'm predicting that Nakamba will start. I think he will. I think he deserves it. Um, I think his figures show that he deserves it. But it's at whose expense is the big question. Mm. Do, do we play him sitting in a the two of the four, two, three, one, and push McGinn on? Do we drop McGinn for him? Do we drop Barkley and bring Jack in? There's a lot of, a lot of things at stake here. Mm -hmm. um, the, the coach in me would say that Barkley will start for the simple reason is he seems to be low on confidence. And I think dropping him out of the team altogether would really hit that confidence. Um, I've, we've spoken before in the podcast about there needing to be a scapegoat amongst what we have and Barkley seems to be the scapegoat this week which is probably a bit unfair from a guy who's just coming back from injury and you just got to cut him a bit of slack he didn't have a good game it's okay to say that but to, to, to be shouting and roaring and abusing him on Twitter because he's useless is both pointless and stupid so um, I, I think he'll start um, I think McGinn could be the man who gives way for uh, Nakamba Um but I don't know. that's just that's just my opinion on it. I think if if the Arsenal game is anything to go by and the players they had in the middle of the park, Nakamba could be the man in there to break it up and, and to ruffle a few feathers. It's going to be interesting. It, it, to be honest, it's the first time that I can't... It's the first time that I don't have an opinion on who absolutely should start. I think it's the first time this year. Because, look, the team has been so settled. Team, mm. uh, you know, I, that's, and that's the reason I, I, I've... I've premised a lot of this podcast on the settle and being settled up the middle. Being settled is fantastic. Um, I like the fact that we're now kind of going about midfield. Mm, what kind of permutations do we have? You know, 
uh, we we still will have a settled team. It's just about maybe changing one or two players that will fit. We know will fit into our system. It's yeah. not bringing in an unknown, and that's why I'm almost ruling out Morgan Sanson um, starting this game. I just don't think it's the game for him. There will be games coming up for him. We're not saying that like 14 million wasted. Jesus, no, we're not saying that. <laughs> Just saying this may not be the game for him. No, look, once again, Dean Smith might have might have a plan up his sleeve. Dean Smith might play him top of the right. Dean Smith might play him, might play him in that in that uh, right midfield position where he played lots of times for um for uh Montpellier and then went and played there for uh Marseille as well. He's not mm. alien to playing up there too. He's got a bit of industry about him. Um, but I think that I think Dean Smith's a fan of the tried and tested. So I think Trezeguet will most likely go in there and, and offer that protection for Elmo uh, as well. I just really don't know what the, what the midfield three permutation is. I said I've got a few concerns about playing John McGinn further up front. I think with the best will in the world, if you go playing John McGinn further up front, it just turns into a 4-3-3. Um, it just does. I, I think naturally he's going to want to go box to box, which which isn't which isn't a negative. I just think that like when you look at the way this team is set up, Ross Barkley has stood almost beside uh, Ali Watkins as a second striker. So if you're if you're starting Ross Barkley and you're expecting him to track back and you're expecting Ross Barkley to be a midfielder, that's your fault. Because if you like any heat map has shown his starting positions and where he normally wants to hang out is up near Ollie Watkins. And he's not doing that because he's not following orders. He's doing that because he's following orders. Exactly. I'm not saying John McGinn can't do that. I just think John McGinn's engine will allow him to get around the field a small bit more. Um, and maybe this, maybe that's not something that, that Dean Smith wants to see in this game. Maybe it is. I don't know. So that's where I said earlier that I've got a. I, I'm not 100 sure about the about it, that it's that easy to just push John McGinn further forward because mm. he hasn't been the further forward guy that much. Um, we can he just hasn't he hasn't been that guy. He's been industrious in the middle midfield and yes he has been curtailed in his positioning this year and it's worked brilliantly. We may say we haven't got the goals or assists from him that we that we feel yeah. we have, and I was supposed to have a piece written on him. Um, I just haven't gotten around to it. It's been an incredibly busy week. Um, but John McGinn hasn't really played like he, he still played really, really well. He just has played differently to the way that we've seen him. And that's OK, too. That's OK, too. Um, but it's going to be really interesting. And I think like it's one of the team selections that I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. And, and I, you know, damn the Premier League for making me wait five minutes extra <laughs> for the bloody team announcements. I don't have to wait till five past one. Completely ruined my day. Ruined my day. Paddy, Paddy will be fast asleep. He's already said it. <laughs> I'll be. I, I I'll wake up five minutes. I'll be, I I wake up five minutes earlier now, just out of spite because of that. Um, I think I'll just go up <laughs> at five past one, just in case I miss the team announcement. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But no, look, it's um, it's it, it's going to be an interesting team selection. Um, Paddy, do you think we should like I mentioned that Leicester are their team in form at the moment? I think that's fair to say when you beat when you beat yeah. Liverpool three one. You know, you can't really... And, and look, people are going to say, sure, Liverpool have lost a lot of games this season. I had a text from a Liverpool sporting mate that said, I think Aston Villa broke us. Don't think that's fair to say. I just think... <laughs> I think I think we had a fantastic night. I just think Liverpool are decimated with injuries. And... Well, they, weren't dec- they weren't decimated with injuries when we beat them. No, 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 they, no, yeah. they weren't. They weren't. But I, I think, I think this, I think the year is endemic with the with the yeah. massive injury list that yeah. they've had. And then you know, Kabak goes out last week, and 
maybe didn't cover himself in glory, but has an absolute stormer of a game against Leipzig. Um, exactly. You know, yeah. they so, just they just shot themselves in the foot against Leicester last week. They were one yeah. up. They were coasting. They never looked like they were going to concede, and then out of nothing, 100%, just hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Crazy. And, and and that Leicester team last week was, uh, as we mentioned, was more or less going to be the, was more or less the team that started tonight. Um, should we? Should we really fear Leicester? You know, are, uh, well, from what we've seen so far this season, there's no reason why we can't go and have a pop off them. We probably got very lucky when we beat them at their place earlier in the season with scoring the late goal. And one of the highlights of the season, really, that late goal. A lot of people forget about it, and the great goal, the great finish from uh, from Ross Barkley. So um, that's enough to give us hope. Um, do I think we're going to win? Uh, a little bit on the fence now, I have to say. I'm, I'm undecided. But uh, that's just uh, on the back of the few poor performances we've had lately. And um, I don't don't envisage... Um, Leicester doubling up on Jack Grealish for the simple reason is it's not it's not in their game plan. It's not it's not something they do. They didn't do it on the Liverpool players at the weekend. They didn't put extra defenders in there to try and stop Salah, Firmino, uh, Mane. So I don't think you know I don't think that will suit their system. I don't think Brendan Rodgers is the kind of man who switches things up just to suit who who they're defending against. I think he will believe in his players and I think they'll go for it. Uh, and I think we'll go for it too. Um, for that reason, I wouldn't be switching Jack in field or anything like that. I, I would, you know, I, I'm more than happy to go with Barkley being through the middle, Jack on the left, Trezeguet on the right. And I think we'll have much more space than we have had in the last few weeks. Yeah. Uh, look, it's a hard one. It really is. A, this, this is just such a tough game for me to call. Like Leicester, by all... But all metrics, Leicester are going to come into this game fully expecting a win. Uh, but I would imagine that Dean Smith is fully coming into this game fully expecting us to win too. Because even though we've been on an up and down form, we're still a match for anybody, you know. But like, of course. Like, you, you just see it. And I could hear people probably going, yeah, but we weren't a match for Brighton. We weren't a match for, for Burnley. We weren't a match for West Ham. We weren't a match for Leeds. We weren't a match for Southampton. Yeah, we weren't. But... You know, as, as a team, we've always seemed to get up for the big days. You know, we've got up yeah. for Arsenal twice. We've got up like like we've we've got up for the big days. And look, that's I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say as well though, as a kind of counter argument to my to what I've just said, that that's that's almost not a great trait when you when you're only waiting for the to be the underdog all the time. There will come a time when this team, hopefully over the next year or two, uh, transitions into becoming that team that gets up for every game or has that extra bit of nose. So maybe there's an extra bit of sparkle put into this team in the transfer market or whatever. But for now, um, the team has made massive strides and we're, we're coming to play against the 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 perceived big six. And that for me is, is good. And we, you know, we've often said if we beat the teams around us and that's maybe what we're struggling with at the moment, mm. but we're still plowing up the league. Um, but I think this game is really going to, it's, it's going to come down to a battle of who can shut down the flanks uh, or who get, I suppose, realistically, who can get more joy on the flanks more so, more so than anything else? Because I think a lot of this game is going to be moved swiftly to the left and to right, to, to attacking down the left and right. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be at all surprised to see us go along, uh, go with a long ball game in this. Uh, <clears throat> we did it. We did it against. Um, we did in the last game we played as well, and, and it wasn't great. 
you know it wasn't um it didn't look great and it kind of made it made Ollie Watkins um really really work his tail off um and I'm not sure I, I I'm not sure that if we, well if we play if we play Ross Barkley I think we will go a small bit longer um to and we will play him a small bit a small bit more forward I just think it's going to become very very condensed in the middle of the field um I think that's what Leicester will want to do um I think that's what every team that plays us is going to want to do now. They're going to try and stop us from getting that fast ball out to the left mm. or that fast ball out to the right and then trying to draw everyone over and cross it over to the left again to Jack. Yeah. Look, it's no secret how we play. It really isn't. Mm. But we've we've been able to counteract a lot of teams since. And I think whoever kind of gains that middle ground and kind of gets better um, gets better traction on the wings is, is, is going to win this game because uh, I can see it being a one-niller. Either way. Oh, I think so. Yeah, it's going to be very tight either way. Looking forward to like we've we've spoken well before. I'm a big fan of that early ball from uh, from Elmo, that cross ball, and mm. um, that just drops in over the shoulders of the two centre halves. I think that kind of ball might suit Ollie Watkins. We yeah. m- we might just get a bit of joy out of it. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see. If, <laughs> I don't envisage a, a moving Esri Conza to right back as he has done in in previous games. Right. Uh, I don't think that be, will be what he because we're, we're a little bit light now with the injuries that we have. So um, that will mean bringing in Bjorn Engels from the start, who hasn't played in a long time. So uh, honestly, can't see that happening. So I look forward to Elmo just getting over the halfway line and playing that ball in behind the, the two centre halves. I think that could really work for us. Um, yeah, I, I, it, there'll be very little in it. I, I'm going 1-0, but I just can't decide whether it's 1-0 to us or 1-0 to them. <laughs> I'm going to go I'm, I'm going to go completely against what I said, a 1-0. I'm going to go one-all draw. Um, I don't see this being a blowout for either side. I see this being being close, as I mentioned. Um, two of the best, the two, the two best uh, goalkeepers in the league, when you take into consideration the defences that are in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, Ederson's had a had a fantastic season so far, uh, but I don't think anyone would begrudge saying that Emiliano Martinez is uh, is the best goalkeeper in the league, and Casper Spikel has just proven to be one of the better goalkeepers in in world football, you know, over time. So we've got two good goalkeepers. Um, I still struggle. Like whenever I see Casper Spikel is thirty four, is I, he? Casper Spikel is thirty four years of age. Jeepers. Jamie Vardy's 34 as well. Like, mm. Father Time is undefeated, except for those two guys, it seems, because Casper Schmeichel yeah. still looks like 19. And, and Jamie Vardy is just out of spite, <laughs> is still as fast and as sprightly as he ever was. But yeah. then again, we've got our own guy who's cheating Father Time himself in, in Ahmed El Mohamedy, who comes in at right back. So, uh, yeah, look, it's, it's going to be a big test for him against Harvey Barnes. I do think that, that you're right, and Trezeguet is going to be played down that right hand side again. And we're just going to lock down that. I won't be, I won't be expecting an awful lot of attacking, whirling runs up and down that right side from from mm. Trezeguet, which is fine by me, as long as he comes, as long as he comes in at that back post. Uh, for another <laughs> one for a long time waiting on him arriving at the back post, as you keep saying. Every week. I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay with that. But uh, look, at the start of the season, he missed a few. Uh, he didn't have his shooting boots on like he did like he did last season. You know, he's just. He's a second half of the season guy, Paddy. It's around yeah. this time when he comes into his own. It's around this time when he comes into his own. So uh, let's yeah. see. Let's see him um, him crop up with one. I'm going to go with a one-all draw, though. I think that um, I think there's a lot of a lot of talent in this Leicester team. I think that they're up for it. 
Um, I think they're that they, they feel that they can. Uh, well, I, I don't know his top spot, um, even attainable anymore with the way Man City are playing. But I think that Leicester, you know, are trying to cement themselves as a top four team. Um, this would be what third year running. Uh, well, they, they want Champions League. That's the most important yeah. thing to them now. You know, the, for 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 finances, it's definitely the most yeah. important thing for them. Um, which is probably why they put out such a, a strong team. Oh, yeah, tonight, so in the Europa, Europa League, you're only yeah. in the Europa League. But if if you go and win the Europa League, you've got a Champions League spot. Yeah, you know, and you've um, got silverware as well. You know, like for a team like Leicester, uh, and, and this yeah. is but like it, it, same for Aston Villa, same for every other every other club mm. except for your perennial top fours, like maybe Man United or something like that. Man United could do with the Europa League Cup as well. They'd yeah. absolutely love it. But like, if but you know um, what happens then that we we forgot about in our European roundup a week ago. It goes down. So we, we get another up. we get another European spot. <laughs> so five teams will qualify for the Champions League, which pushes the Europa League down a place. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. pushes and, the Europa and, League and the conference and the conference. Down. Yeah. Down so you'd be looking so, like as far as seventh position. Yes. Eighth. Eight. Eighth. Eighth. Eighth position. Yeah. Fucking! Just put them all in. Fulham. <laughs> Fulham, you can go into the UEFA Vanarama League, uh, whatever you know. Put yeah. them all but in. it just goes to show that you know we, we can't we can't rest on our laurels either because finishing no. finishing eighth could be a place in Europe if if one of those three teams still in the Europa League go and win it. So absolutely, who knows? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, and 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 look, as I say, we'll we'll worry about that at a later date. We've got Leicester to beat now. Mm. And uh, as I say, just adjust your clocks. It's the biggest thing. If you take adjust them, I don't want anyone to miss this game or to be perturbed about the five minute change, um, because it's 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 just you so want important. Sitting in your chair five minutes earlier, your, oh, beer, your beer getting warm or anything. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it would be a disgrace. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Um, but yeah, that's a bit rambly the way to finish the podcast there. But yeah, <laughs> so we've got a one nil win either way for Paddy. He can't can't quite call it. I'm going to say a one all draw. Um, hopefully we're both wrong and it's it's a ten nil win to Aston Villa and we rock it up the league and our goal difference takes um a good uh, a good shot in the arm there as well. Uh, do we have anything else to go through, Paddy? As well, we have well we mentioned we we brushed on Matty Cash who look let's mm. not let's not uh and let's talk about the elephant in the room. He's going to be a huge loss. Um, is. multiple weeks obviously uh, which never really bodes well at this time of the season no we could have we, like the game the three games that he's probably going to miss this weekend Leeds and Wolves you know are high octane games that we could have done with him in there but look yeah. we'll, ju- we'll just have to adopt our game to, to fit in whoever's going to be in there and it's going to be Elmo I, I can't see yeah. it being anybody else at this stage um, I, I I do I do think before the end of the season we may see Kane Head and Kessler in there. I, I and like uh, yeah, I think you might see him on I think you might see him on the bench. I think you might even see him in there for someone like Leeds because like just get in that industry and that that, that and just basically say just run around after Jack Harrison. Literally run around after him and, yeah. and don't let him out of your sight. And and maybe even play a more narrow three or something. I I, I don't know. I'm talking out of my hat here with regard because but I would yeah. see what way they would set up. But um yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't rule it out. I think I think he's gonna want to try him. Like he didn't he didn't exa- like he he interchanged between Elmo and and Gilbert last year. 
because Elmo, obviously, at 33, 34 years of age, uh, I, I, you know, I said that Father Time is undefeated, and, and he it really is, like, you know, he, yeah. you can't just keep going forever, especially as a right back in this day and age, going up and down the field, but, um, so look, I, I really want to see him, I try him in at some stage, I just don't think Leicester is going to be the game that he's going to get a start, and no, don't think so. yeah. stranger things have happened, um, yeah. But yeah, Matty Cash, Matty Cash was, look, it would have taken a monumental effort to be able to dethrone Amy Martinez as a signing of the season for Aston Villa. But Matty Cash is up there like he's, okay. you know, they came at a bad all, time all for him. Signs, all our signings have performed. I know the jury's still out on Morgan Sanson, but, you know, for me, Barkley has done enough to be a successful signing so far. I, I thought he's done very well, especially in the initial part of the season. So there, I, don't, I don't think there was any signing that we'd go. Eh, it didn't really work out, you know. Yeah. There, but Maddie Cash, what what a fine Maddie Cash has been for the money we we paid for him. He's more than repaid us, and he's going to be there our right back for a long, long time. Um, obviously we got young guys coming through. They're going to put pressure on. Um, big big uh, talks today about Philogene Bidace, who was out of contract this summer, and a lot of big big clubs sniffing around him. Um, what happens there? Be interesting to see whether Dean thinks he's he's up for the. Th- they did say that if they weren't getting into the squad at that stage of their. Uh, he's only seventeen. He's, he's 17. not. He's nineteen, isn't he? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> don't be Still, googling now because fucking... you can't spell his name. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I actually can't. <laughs> yeah, look, he's somewhere between 17 and 19 anyway, and he might be a bit older than that as well. But uh yeah, look, look, I know I know Perslo said that as well, but look, at the end of the day, um like where like when you say where is he gonna play in the team? You know, is he like when when you go in, you spend 18 million on on um or you spend somewhere in the teens, 16 million or whatever it was on Traore. Yeah. And you know, you've got Jack Grealish in there. Like, where are you going to play the young fella? You know, so yes, that that's, yes. look, Perslow will come out and say that, and I'm delighted he did say that. Look, I hope that he does break into the team. But at the end of the day, um, to, like, like if he breaks in at 19 or 20, it doesn't really make a difference what age he is as long as he breaks into the team. No, absolutely. That's yeah. that's that's kind of where I'm getting at. So. Like I, I just really want these guys to succeed. Um, I think what yeah. we've done. I think what we've done with the academy is very commendable, and you know, there's some great people in there pulling the strings. Um, but I'd prefer to see our under 23s play at the next level up, mm. just to, to to challenge these guys. Um, but you know, he he's one that we we named previously when we watched the under 23s has been a really uh, a big hope for us, you know, and. We like we can't we can't re- we have to have backup, so why not be bringing them through and let, seeing how they get yeah. on if if they're up to it? That's if Dean thinks he's up to it. If he doesn't think he's up to it, he goes and that's it. And there's very little we can do about it. it it's uh, yeah. it's it's yeah. Look, they're they're free. They're free place in the squad as well. Like because they don't they're count towards the twenty five if if they've been here for for whatever period of time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he is. I, I, I definitely do. He's, keep just, saying, he's yeah. just gone nineteen. He's just yeah. gone nineteen since the eighth of of, of uh, February. But so it is, it's kind of time to step up from now, bearing in mind what's gone on in the past. Now they've let players go and whatever. So, fingers crossed for him, he gets an opportunity to go and 
have a go at playing first team football. But then again, if the management don't think he's up to it, doesn't there's very little he can do about it. But uh, he, he's out of contract in the summer. You know, there's another there's another year or so there that he could break in. But you know, maybe he'll see first team football the likes of what Callum O'Hare done, and and move on. But hopefully not. That's all I'd say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But like, it's you know, they're they're a free they're a free squad spot. So yeah, uh, use it. You know, you, yeah, <laughs> utilize them. Utilize yeah. them. And I do, I do believe that Kane Hayden Kessler will be in the squad if if we need backup. You know, it's a risk playing someone at that age to to last ninety minutes, having come without playing ninety minutes in a long time. So. It, it's good to have him there if he does cramp up or, you know, if he does get a little niggle or whatever. So I'd yeah. rather that than have to reshuffle the whole pack and Absolutely. move cons move at the right back and bring in angles and do all that. So yeah. hopefully that is taken into consideration. Plus it means you're not using it, uh, Neil Taylor on the bench either because he could come on at left back or right back. So <laughs> there we are. We're picking the squad and all now, Neil. <laughs> Neil Taylor is fine. Neil Taylor can come in for the last 10-15 minutes of games. Um, I won't have any Neil Taylor massive. I won't have massive amounts of Neil Taylor slander. As Neil's got to stick together. We're uh, oh no no we're look he's 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 been a good servant to us. In fairness to him, yeah yeah. But look, he, um, I, I I know I know what everyone is saying. I know I know yeah. I know what everyone means by it. It's like yeah, look, he's fine. But is he really going to be the guy that brings us to the next level? And look, I, you know, at the end of the day, he's, he's he's into his thirties as well. So, but look, he's the guy. He's come over a lot of adversity in his career, and uh, a lot of people have mm. been writing him off and off a lot through. And he's got yeah. a couple of Wales caps, and you know, he's he's grand. He's yeah. he's grand for what he is. He's put himself forward this week. Um, the inner city. It's to academy, isn't it? To, to bring through the. Um, Oh God, <laughs> um, it's to promote basically football to all creeds and races, basically by the mm. looks of it. Yeah, um, that's the way I, I read it today. Yeah, you that's know, it. I, I didn't see it when it came about, but fair play to him for for putting himself out there. I'm sure he's not getting any extra money for it, so no. fair play. No, and, and that is actually a great initiative that Aston Villa have, where they're building that in that the the inner what we call the inner city academy. You know, yeah. going to draw from, um, basically going to draw kids from around the stadium and 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 make it fashionable to come down and make it more of a community based stadium, more of a not not that it needed to be because it is pretty kind of a, a community and fam- almost family family traditionally based uh, yeah. based team anyway. But this is this is going to give it more of a presence. Like if you've got if you've got kids, you know that maybe can't or you know a, a hindrance for them is to travel out to Bodyworth. You know, mm. like like little thing. Yeah. If you've got a, if you've got a great kid and his parents can't afford to give him the price of of a train journey or a price of a of a bus or a cab or whatever like that, or they can't drop him out there, like why why should he not be the next Jack Grealish? Absolutely. And if they if they build that academy, at least they've got something to strive to 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 play in that. What looks like is going to be a fantastic uh, um, setup. So where you know, did you, where did they say it was going again paddy was it going there where the villa village used to be or the, the no it's the or? it's the opposite side of the, the track side. okay it's it's the um from what i can see it nearly backs onto witten station out that that side yes. of yeah. yeah um 
my uh, my geography isn't that great when it comes because I get off, I get out of Witten Station, I turn left, and there's Villa Park, and that's all I need. You get to out do. of Witten Station, and you follow the smell of pies, and, uh, and <laughs> then you, you end up where you're supposed to be. You end up yeah. where you see. Uh, but no, it's um, look, that's just that just goes to prove, Paddy, that we need to get you back in Villa Park. It's been a year since we've been since uh, since you've been allowed in there, oh, and uh, just yeah. goes to sh- look. If anything, can we please get Villa Park back open again? Paddy has nearly forgotten what the place is like. You know, yeah. he doesn't even remember how to get there. I think that was kind of playing. Well, it's, it's been playing on my mind for a couple of weeks now because, uh, you know, I, I wasn't in great form this week. As I said, I stayed away from social media to try and yeah. clear the mood a little bit. But, uh, you know, it's a year since people were allowed into Villa Park. I know it's another uh, week or 10 days since it's a year since I saw Villa at Wembley against Man City with the 1st of March. But it's just hard to believe that that time has gone by without going to a game. Um, I don't recall that happening in a very long time for me, um, anything like that. So I think it was around the time that the, the kids were born or I got married or mm. something like that. that. That's the last time I spent a year away from Villa Park. So itching to get back there. Unfortunately, for those that don't know, our government has told us that we will be unlikely to leave the country this year. So... It might be the middle of next season before we get to do that. So um, I know the club are planning to have fans back in in September, August, September. So, you know, they, they're rolling out their uh, their uh, vaccines a lot better and a lot more efficiently than we are. So what can we, we do? Yeah, we just got to wait and persevere. We keep that for the Virology podcast. Um, <laughs> we keep that one for the Virology podcast uh, for, for sure. Um, but yeah, look, we... Look, we get there when we're supposed to be there. I think that's, uh, that's and it'll make it more all the more enjoyable. Just yeah. doesn't make it any easier. Well, uh, well, I just hope we're fecking this good when we get to get back there. You know, hope we're not that's coming the back issue, to shite it? again. <laughs> exactly, and that's that's making it even worse. That's yeah. making it even worse. But uh, I do I'm just worried about having to renew my season ticket now and not being able to go. That's the killer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it? Uh, Via go go, stop hub. Oh, no, they'll, be your best, they'll be your best friend. <laughs> they'll be your best friend for a while. Um, yeah, but uh, that's once again, that's a conversation for another day. But um, yeah, look, we'll, we'll focus on, on Leicester uh, first, I suppose, this weekend. And you never know, Paddy, we might have a better chance of going, going to a European game than we do of uh, we smuggle, yeah. smuggle ourselves <laughs> out, of, uh, out, of, out, out of Ireland to a European game, maybe. Uh, that might be something we could do. We might, we might see you wait for a conference game against Shamrock Rovers or one of those. <laughs> yeah, start saying your prayers now. Start saying your prayers, exactly, yeah. Start saying your prayers now. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, I think that's going to do it for us tonight, uh, guys. Um, yeah, it's just been it's, it's looking forward to this game at the weekend. We've got a lot of options. We should go into this game with a with a sense of, um, you know, a sense of pride and a sense of confidence uh, going into this game. Whether we get the result is another question, but uh, I don't think a result is beyond us. Um, you know, a result, no. a result really solidifies us in the position that we are in the league and puts us in a good spot to 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 kind of move upwards and onwards to uh, to get one of these uh, European spots that we're we seem to be ever so frequently kind of alluding to at the moment which I'm not sure I'm fully comfortable with but I'm st- I'm going to do it until uh, until it's mathematically <laughs> impossible um but yeah Leicester at uh, at 205 uh, this Sunday um 
and here's hoping to a good result. So thanks everybody for listening as always. At Villa Paddy will get Paddy. At Love McGrath Pod will get me. You'll find any of our stuff on www.fortheloveofpaulmcgrath.com. Um, oh, you've got one more day to enter our competition for Draw Your Favourite Aston Villa player. We've got a couple of entries in at the moment and we will announce the winner on our post-match pod on Sunday after the Leicester game. So you have until uh, you have until tomorrow, until midnight tomorrow night to get in your entries. Please do. I've enjoyed seeing a lot of the entries come in so far. Some of them have been absolutely fantastic. Um, but send in your entries. You can send them to W or you can send them to um, for the love of Paul McGrath at gmail.com or you can DM them through to me on, on Twitter at love McGrath pod. Either way, um, just love to see them. And as I say, there's one, one um, adult winner will be picked and one kids winner will be picked and each winner will get a hat all right um so yeah that's going to do it for us as i say today uh thanks everybody for listening and all that's left to say is up the villa up the villa Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.